is so stupid it's positively brilliant. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Andrew Schultz. We are the Brilliant Idiots, and today's episode of the Brilliant Idiots is brought to you by Squarespace. Mm. Turn, turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. Head to squarespace.com slash idiot for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code idiot to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now let's start the show. Schultzy. What's up, baby? What did you what did you see this week that you found positively brilliant? Or what did you see this week that you thought, what a fucking idiot? Yo, you know what I think is positively brilliant? Talk to me. You might disagree with me on this. Talk to me. Um, canceling the NBA season. Why? I think it's a really rare time in history where there's Absolutely no distractions. So we are all solely focused on this one event, this one protest, this one fight for rights. And adding anything else into the mix, especially something we care so much about, like sports and specifically a sport we care so much about, I think you will create a little bit of a distraction and you'll create a reason for why people maybe should stay home and watch the game instead of, you know, going out to a march or like seeing what's going on in the march, et cetera. Um, it just creates another news flow. And, um, yeah, I think that if I was the NBA players, I would say the only way we're starting a season is if these demands are met, because I think you have a specific time in history where billionaires get to move in and get to change in once you fuck with their money. And there is a billionaire that owns every single NBA team. And that means you have, what is it? 32 or something like that. NBA team. There's 32 billionaires out there that will move politicians in whatever way they want to get that season started. So do not start the season without getting something out of it. 35 NBA teams. Mm-hmm. So get something out of it. You got leverage. You got these billionaires begging you to play basketball. You better get something out of that more than just donating money. Um, That's not a bad take. Uh, Smart, very well thought out. Um, I didn't even look at it from that angle. Uh, I My take on the situation is, I don't think the NBA would be a distraction at all. In fact, I think that the NBA would help highlight what's going on out there in the streets even more. Like we talk about history and we say, you know, this is a particular moment in history and we got a chance to make real change. The civil rights movement was a particular moment in history. And guess what they were doing during the civil rights movement? Playing motherfucking sports. Like, we act like athlete activism hasn't been a thing forever. We act like protests through sports hasn't been a thing forever. Some of the greatest statements in social justice history have happened via sports, whether it was uh, uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith during the Olympics when they stood up and put the black fist up, whether it was, you know, what Jim Brown was doing, using his leverage as a celebrity to 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 to, to push change, whether it was Muhammad Ali, whether it was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, we all remember that historic picture where it was Jim Brown and Ali and Kareem and all of them together. I forgot what they were doing in that picture, but it was something centered around social justice, if I'm not mistaken. Or they were Are you talking of- about the, the, the diner pick? No, it wasn't a diner pick. I forgot. We just had what about You know, because there's the diner pick that Sam Cooke... Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X. No, no, no. This, this is all athletes. Okay. It's all athletes. It's I think Kareem. We have that it's, picture in here. Somewhere. 
is Kareem, Bill Russell, Jim Brown. They're all, I think they're all in support of Ali, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I don't remember. I don't remember. But, um, and of course, the most recent, most recent protest through sports, Colin Kaepernick. Like, so it's like, why? And we think about even with the Eric Garner situation, not Eric Garner, the uh, George Floyd situation. What was one of the main memes that was going around? LeBron James in the I Can't Breathe t-shirt that was based yeah. off Eric Garner. So I'm like, yeah. to think that we can't do both in a country is re is wild to me. Like, like it's wild. So I, uh, I think that's a really good point. And I think that, I think it's hard to find any hole in the point. The question uh, I guess I would have is, does doing both pull any attention away? And you could be right. Maybe it doesn't pull any attention away at all. Like we all have jobs and watch sports and watching sports doesn't really take away from the job. And I think we forget that the NBA is a job. No, hundred percent. hundred percent. That's those players jobs. Like they got to get back to work. I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess what I would say is this is like, all right, if you want to get back to work, you want to do it. Good. Do it. But you have the owners by the balls right now. So you might as well get something out of it. If you're to holding something by the balls, get something out of it. To do what? You have to ask for a specific goal. I would ask for a specific thing that you want. It doesn't even have to be the, the thing that's going to cure everything. It could just be a specific thing that you want lobbied, right? And then make sure that that comes through. I mean, that's what I would do is you got, you got a little opportunity right here. You know you have it. When you go play, it's not like you're getting paid more money to play. Yeah, they're going to give $500 million or something like that to uh, social justice reform. But like, people have been throwing money at the problem that is civil rights for years. Like, every year, there's more millions of dollars thrown and nothing really seems to change. So maybe it's not money. Give it up, baby. I'll take it because at the end of the day, you know, you can't change what's in a person's heart. So the only way to really dismantle systemic racism is by acquiring power and by creating your own systems and your own institutions. And you need money to do that. It's so then that 500 that. million maybe shouldn't go to these charities. Like they maybe should. That they should. Well, that's the other thing that's tricky. Like, and I got to look into it more, but like someone told me like the, and please correct me. Cause I only just read a little bit about it, but like someone told me Minnesota freedom fund only spent $200,000 bailing people out of the 34 million that they raised. You see oh, that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at that only because if they have that, if they have a fund, then that means that they have employees. You know what I mean? Now they're able to hire more employees. That means that they're able to do more events. That means that they're able to do more things in their community. Like the more money these these grassroots organizations have, the more they can do in our community. So I'm not mad at it. I just don't know what they want an NBA owner to do. Like the only only thing an NBA owner could do is what lobby for. Move whoever politicians. You, who, yeah, whoever you feel is going to put those policies in place, that legislation in place, that's going to change things. I Force mean, them to put place legislation. And then it is true. It does say that, right? So force them to change the legislation and then force them to, uh, you have to have a specific goal. I mean, one of the tricky things about movements that don't have one specific leader is that the goals seem to be lost on the movement, like different parts of the movement want different things. And then once people see the, um, the movement gaining steam, other people that are part of the movement start going, all right, well, if y'all getting this, I want this. So like, even this week, I think we saw like the black trans lives matter too pop up. And while yes, they do matter. And I think black trans lives fits under black lives. Right. But the fact that you're protesting police brutality and black trans people, as far as I'm concerned, are not being murdered by police. 
They're just being murdered by civilians. So, so that issue I, seems I, I, to I think distract. It was, I, think it was, I think it was one that got killed by a police officer. I, I mean, listen, I don't know. I know it, right. it, it definitely was at least one that got killed by a police officer. Right. And I'm not at saying that that issue isn't valid, and I'm saying that isn't in, in very important. But it does seem to me that, like, if, if clear goals and clear, like, um, accomplishments aren't stated, then it's very easy for, like, people to ask for a bunch of different things. And when everybody's asking for their own thing, nothing's going to get done. Does that make sense? I get it. I get so, it. I mean, I so, think, I, I think everybody just wants, everybody just wants the police to stop killing unarmed black and brown people that we can agree on. But what I also think yes. everybody wants, and I get it is they want their stories to have as much light as the next story. Like it's very huh. hard to, to walk into a store and you got a product and you see your product not getting no shelf space, baby. Hey, bro. Like that's that's just it's a thing. Like you want more, you want shelf space. So if George Floyd is killed, you want George Floyd. You want uh Mr. Brooks from Atlanta. You want him to get as much credit. You want the the black trans lives that are getting murdered to get as much attention. Like you want it all to get equal attention. But so, but I don't think that's a a people thing. That's more of a media thing. The media got when they got shelf space. When it's one story that's ticking and moving, mm-hmm. that's what they go with. Mm. That's, that's just the, that's just the, that's just the way it is. Mm. But that's what social media is for, right? Social media is so you can uplift and empower those other voices. Like yeah. even with Breonna Taylor, I think we spoke about this last week. It's not that people don't care about Breonna Taylor's story. Yeah. Breonna Taylor's story didn't have a video with it, bro. We were saying last week how like people should animate it, and this dude made this like great uh, like image by image version of what happened. You saw that? And it made it super digestible and like very easy to understand. And like I, I don't I don't want that tune trauma. Say again? I don't want that cartoon trauma. Say oh, why not? No. It was just, <laughs> it was just no, pictures though. It's what? It was just pictures. Oh. But they just yeah, drew it out. Yeah, it's not Disney or anything. It's just like <laughs> the <laughs> slideshow of what happened, but it makes it very digestible. So instead of just saying this person's name and then her story gets into like falls into the fold of all the black people who got killed by the police, you give a specific storyline to it and you're like, oh shit, this is this is crazy what happened yeah, here. There's yeah, no yeah, justice yeah. at all for this. There's no it. you can't dispute this at all. I get it. I get it. You know? I get it. I but you know, to the to the NBA's point, um, I just I just don't see uh I don't see how them playing would distract anything. They're I really don't. Missing the point though. Taylor's Charlotte. passionate about this because bro. Taylor like, is a band. All Taylor no. does is let Twitter think for her. She know it's, it's there's no what are you thought talking to her about? in your no, head. No, okay, Tell me. At why. the end of the day, I just I told you before them putting on shirts saying "Don't breathe" or kneeling and then going back to the game <laughs> no, is not I, solving it's the I issue. I can't breathe. Not don't breathe. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know Taylor, what I'm saying? Taylor, Say. Taylor, what? You being on this podcast right now isn't solving the issue. Me being on this podcast isn't solving the issue. Andrew being on this podcast isn't solving Why are you issue. comparing the basketball to what we're doing as, like, that's two different types of why, work. Why, why is it? We, we get we get like 300,000 listens a week. Are we distracting 300,000 people from being But from, we're talking about what's going on, though. The NBA, they're not talking about what's yes, going they on. Can. It's two different oh, things. Oh, no, that's a lie. They can they can easily protest through sports. They can wear the t-shirts. They yeah, can talk, but then they, they go they, back they, to playing, though. They can, they can talk about it, and they, they can talk about it in their post-game. And I'm going to tell, tell you why this is such a half-ass argument. These are the same people saying they want Colin Kaepernick to be back in the league. I was watching, I was watching first take today, and they was like, <laughs> Colin uh, is getting a workout with the Chargers. So you mean to tell me that one of the biggest symbols of social justice, Colin Kaepernick, it's not a distraction for him to be playing again? 
No, it is. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing the that. Great though. argument. You got to give it up. Taylor. No, you're right. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> so you don't want no. Kath to get a job. I didn't say that either. <laughs> what are you I'm saying? just saying. You gotta, you what Sh- I'm saying what Schultz is saying though. You have to demand some type of power. That's what I'm saying. You just wearing them, just wearing a shirt, not demanding really a power. You're just saying how y'all feel about it. Yeah, That's but why what I'm can't, saying. Why can't they do both though? We act like LeBron. First of all, LeBron James has always done both. So why can't LeBron actually play and still in the afternoon or the nighttime or daytime or whatever time he, he got his, be, be I, using his organizations to push change? Like, no, why can't he, he do can. Both? He could do that too. But I just think that he has the most power where he could like not play until he wants something really happen. Like I just feel like he has more of a power like, than just giving. Maybe the- maybe there's an argument here, Taylor, where it's like uh, you know how like in the NFL a player will like sit out his contract until his contract demands are met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, that's what I'm saying. There has to be a goal. Maybe there's a goal there. But I, I also understand Charlotte's point, which is they also have a platform and maybe they can use that platform to educate more people. Now, some people might go, hey, we're educated, bro. Like, this is all we've been focusing on for the last few months. We're not. It's not like anybody's going to learn that George Floyd was killed when they start watching a Lakers game. Yeah. Like, we're aware of it. I guess what I would say is like, if you do play, there has to be some sort of benefit for the cause. And it can't be, well, we're making money and then our community is going to get that money. Because let's be, let's be honest, yo. Most NBA players, black NBA players, most do not live in black neighborhoods. But they, right? invest, most, they, they invest in black sure, neighborhoods. Sure, sure, they invest in it, but they're not... They're investing, but they're also buying homes in tons of white neighborhoods around the world. And they're doing it, and they're allowed to do that but, because but they want to make money and they want to increase the amount of revenue they have and change their family's life. And that's totally respectable. But what often happens is the money gets removed from the neighborhood, just like Indians do it, just like Asians do it, yeah, just like got, anybody who gets wealthy. Yeah, but you got guys like LeBron James and Jalen Rose building schools. Right, 100%. Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal got a 26-story apartment complex in Newark. Like, yep. like uh, I know I know some guys who just bought a a, a big ass like hundred plus unit building in the hood of Chicago. Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Luau Dang, salute to my dude, David Gross and all those guys. But it's just like that's the type of things that are that they do with their money. So I get what you're saying. They're not living in the neighborhood, but they do invest in the community in a real, real, real way. And here's the other thing too. All right, NBA players don't play. So now, are they going to be full-time activists? Because essentially, that's what I'm thinking. When I hear Kyrie Irving say, look, we're not going to play. Does that mean, Kyrie, you're going to be at every protest? Does that mean that you're going to be, you know... I don't... I'm not like, what, what, like, what are you going to do? You, you, I would... Like, Dwight Howard, are you going to be a full-time activist now? Mm-hmm. Like... Oh, where are you going? Oh, your food's ready. Uh, yeah, I think... I think that Kyrie, it's very hard to trust his intentions because throughout his career, his moves have always been very self-serving. You know, like I, I, it's hard for me to believe that if Kyrie had the chance to win a championship, he would say, no, we shouldn't come back and play. Yeah. And he knows he has no chances here. So he's like, well, fuck it. We might as well sit out and help this cause is important. But like everything Kyrie's done in his career has been for Kyrie and nobody else. I was thinking about that. The Nets might actually have a chance though. But not because KD not coming back. Oh, KD not coming back? No, he said he's not playing this season. And Kyrie can, you know, barely play, you know, 20 straight games anyway. I think LeBron is like, yo, I think we got this this year. Let's go for it. Like, what the fuck are we waiting for? I think they just want to get back to work like the rest of us. I want to get in the studio. We've been working. (laughs) I know, but I want to be, I want to be in the Breakfast Club studio. I want to be with you doing the podcast. I'm not, I want to get, 
I want to get back to work. I'm not going to lie. I want to get back yeah. to doing what I love to do, even though I still do it every day. So I can imagine yeah. them, they're not yeah. doing it at all. Like, I just don't understand. I really don't understand the distraction logic as if athletes have never, you know, protested through sports before. Like, they've, they've used those platforms to get that messaging out. Like, that, that, that logic of it makes zero sense to me. It's a Yo, distraction. How? You know what it is, Charlotte? Someone needs to just go, and it's a really tough thing to do, but someone just needs to go, yo, this is what we want. And you're going to piss people off when you do it. But someone just at a certain point in time needs to go, this is what we want. This is the goal. And I think they're doing that They're going to be. What, tell me what it is. What is I, the exact I, I, goal? I think the goal is, is trying to get some police reform pushed and passed that actually holds police officers accountable. Not just accountable from a criminal standpoint, but you know that that this, this disqualifying that qualified immunity thing holds them responsible from what you was talking about last week with the civil standpoint. So now you as right. a police officer are held personally responsible financially mm -hmm. for some shit. I think you need both, right? Because mm -hmm. I think a person will, if they know they're not going to lose no money, they'll risk a trial in, in, mm. in, in this police loving society. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They'll risk yeah. that. But you got to have both. It's either pension or prison. Pick your poison. You know so what I'm maybe, saying? Which so maybe that's it. Maybe it's the qualified, it's called qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. But 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 the Democrats have that in their Justice and Policing Act. They wanted uh they wanted disqualified. They wanted disqualified they wanted disqualified qualified immunity. So that's then in, let's that's in the that's in the legislation they're trying to get passed. So then that's it. Boom. That's a perfect thing. That's number one on the list. We want to get rid of dis what is it called? Qualified immunity, because qualified that immunity. uh makes it possible for you know, police to be uh, prosecuted for their crimes. Because the reality of the matter is, motherfuckers are not going to stop making mistakes on the job. Uh, not even mistakes. They're not going to blatantly stop fucking people up. This past couple of weeks showed that. So I mean, I, this is like getting think, caught. You ever cheated on your girl? And like, so you try to be good no. for that, like, like a month? Uh, yeah, no. I know. I know. I know. You're right. I know. We don't, we, black men don't cheat. Let's talk Andrew about- Andrew Schultz has never been a cheater. But I'm just saying- Because I always been black. <laughs> for those for those who have cheated you know when you get caught and you got that that period where you're just trying to be extra good yes that's when you don't cheat so you gotta be a real dirt diggler ass motherfucker to still be doing shit during that probationary period it's unbelievable bro it's unbelievable that there are black people still getting killed it's, this week it's, it's you crazy. think this week the police would at least tell each other like yo just let them go like yeah. black people get to not get Tickets this week. Just let them go this week. It don't at matter. Le at least try. Bruh. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, why? I'm looking at what happened to dude in Atlanta. Uh, Mr. Brooks. I can't remember his first name. Rayshard, Rayshard Brooks. Rayshard Brooks. And I'm like, bro, just let him win the foot race. Right, bye. Like, God damn. Let's let bye. him win the fucking... If you can't chase him down, let him win the foot race. He told you he lives right up the street. His car mm -hmm. is right there. Go All you got to do is... All you got to do is run the license plate number, get it. his address, you go pick him up later. You got to shoot him in the fucking back for what? Yeah, dog. It's really, it's weird, bro. You really think they'd be on best behavior? Nope. You Not think this would be the week, bro? It's like, you know, you get a speeding ticket and then after that you drive 65 or you drive whatever the speed is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, you're yeah. like, fuck. Or especially if you get it like, no, they, they are just right back to speeding, bro. Uh, if you, you, you fucking overdose. And you're yeah, in the hospital. I'm, I'm and you never wake up, doing heroin like, I'm again. I'm never doing heroin again. But as soon as you get out, 
Bang! You know, you know what that tells you? You got a fucking addiction. Yeah. These motherfuckers is addicted to that power that comes with being a cop. And mm -hmm. if you if you disrespect that power, they will lay you the fuck out. That's really yeah. what it is. They do not like the fact that you had the audacity to challenge them. Whether it's running away, whether it's saying suck my dick, whether it's not complying when they ask you to do stuff, I really think it's just an abuse of power. Can you tell a cop to suck your dick? Taylor, pull up the video from them guys in Harlem. <laughs> Taylor, pull up the video from that dude in Harlem. It was so disrespectful. It was so disrespectful. <laughs> Keep saying, I know where you're going. And suck, my, suck my dick is such a trigger for me. <laughs> that shit was so crazy. I like, yo, he was wilding. What'd he say? Time. He just Taylor, told him to suck his I'm, dick? I'm pull it up, Taylor. Al can pull it up and we can actually hear it. Oh, no, it doesn't have the... Oh, because I got the computer. I got the computer. It was the white people you're talking about, right? I, no, they, they couldn't have been white. All I heard was the audio because Angelie was playing the audio on the radio. There was no way they was white. That was straight Cameron, Dipset era. Like, like <laughs> now, what is what is the law? Like, can you tell a police officer to suck on your dick? I'm sure you can. You can? That's legal? I want to know I, what I, I'm allowed to say. Can you say, like, have a good day, suck my dick? I'm sure you can. I've seen too many people curse out police officers. For it not, for it not. Can you say this? Can you be like, officer? Do you know if I could park here, suck my dick? I'm trying to see if I could throw it in to just regular police interactions right there. Oh, this street is closed. Do you know how I could get to Broom Street, suck my dick? It was it was bad. You got it, Taylor. So <laughs> you cannot tell me at my age, 36, that I could have been telling police officers I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. suck As my dick you're legally? A white, you're a white man and you've never cursed out a cop? Bro, no. Really? It's like cursing out your cousin. <laughs> Why would I curse them out, dude? Why would I curse them out for? They just want to keep me safe oh, at any point God. in time. Oh, my God. Hold on. Um... Dude, suck my dick. Now suck my so dick you can really say oh, anything to a cop. You got it? Is this audio? As long as you're not threatening this. Let me see. Is this it? Let me hear oh, it. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. This one? No, I don't think. Which one is it? I don't know. The one where they say suck my dick. So here's the thing. <laughs> this is important. Hold on. Hold on. This is Google. important distinction, Charlotte. Harlan. So okay, go ahead. Alex just said you cannot threaten them. Okay, so you can't say suck my dick or else, but you can say you may suck my dick. Really? <laughs> you can you can allow that. You can allow it like if somebody wants like a bite of, you know, your pie. Is that it? Well, you got it? They did it. It was a protest and they were like, suck my dick. No, no, no. Nah, that's not nah. it. No, no, this, might have been, this, this clearly had to be on Worldstar. Go look on Worldstar. Because remember Angela, you played it the other day on Breakfast Club. I don't remember exactly what it was. But the moral of the story is, yo, cops don't give a flying fuck. And can you they, ask a cop, can you say to a cop like, yo, eat my, eat my pussy? Huh? Exactly. I told a cop shut the fuck up. Because you don't got though. a pussy. So they technically can't do the thing that you're asking them to do. Seriously, why is it so disrespectful to tell somebody to suck your dick? Suck your dick is so disrespectful that people mm -hmm. with no dick say it. Yo, you know how... <laughs> nah, you know like, how... Suck my this, dick. I know. Yo, no, no, no. This is how, this is how disrespectful suck my dick is, right? 
If your girl is about to suck your dick and you go, yo, suck my dick. She's like, man, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Don't you Literally, she's right about to suck your dick. And you go, yo, suck my dick. Who the fuck you talking to? Who the fuck you talking to? Tell me to suck your dick. I've never understood why somebody giving you pleasure in something that is pleasurable would be disrespectful. Yeah, it's just an odd thing, especially if there's something they want to do. <laughs> They're about to do it. Give me, because it's going to get in the thing. That's it? Let me see. Yo, bro, Oh, that's him. Yo, bro, yo, if you ain't had that badge on, where am I? Nothing wrong, spank. Stop my stick. You pussy, nigga. You pussy, nigga. I'm big crip, nigga. You pussy, nigga. Crippin' over here, crip. Suck my dick, nigga. You know that. You know that. You know that. You know that. You crippin'. You know me, nigga. You crippin'. You crippin'. Fuck you talking about, nigga. Like I said, suck my dick, nigga. Crippin'. That ain't even the one. But that's a good one. Oh, niggas, nigga. I like that. That was a lot of suck my dicks. Bro. That's a good one. That's, that's Yo, not even the one I was talking I about. The one I was something? talking about. The one I was talking about. They were searching his car in Harlem. They were searching a car in Harlem. Oh no, nah, that was a little different. But I will say this: suck my dick has diminishing power. Talk to me. Like the first suck my dick really stings. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like suck my dick is kind of basic though. Yeah, it's basic, but it's think basic. about it. The first time someone says it to you, you're like, yo, what the fuck? Around like the fourth or fifth or sixth time. You're like, pull your fucking pants down. <laughs> let me show you what the fuck my mouth do. I'm sick of this shit. Now, yeah. let me see. You're really you not know. about this life, you ain't huh? about this shit. Let me see. <laughs> son, son, what if, bro, what if he says, suck my dick, and the cop just took a knee, bro? That's what I'm saying. Yo, son. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. One day, I'm telling you, one day one of you suck a dick motherfuckers is going to get what you asking for. I'm serious. One day you suck a dick people is going to get what you asking for. Real talk. talk. You're talking about NBA players demanding what they want. Y'all have a very specific ass. <laughs> and y'all keep saying that shit to people and watch what the fuck happens, man. I'm telling you. Get you your dick sucked. You, you might get, get your, your dick sucked suck by something you don't want to suck by. <laughs> a cop is definitely. You okay. really want a cop to suck your dick? <laughs> Come on, dog. He just rolls that shit into a donut. <laughs> bruh, bruh, that'll be the worst thing for you. A cop suck your dick and then look you in the eyes and say, Black lives do matter. Yo, what son. the fuck? Yo, son. Yo, son. Yo, you wild, bro. You wild, bro. Yo, yo. The visual of you cleaning off your face. The cleaning off your face, visual. You didn't have to suck his sloppy, bro. You didn't have to, you didn't have to use all the saliva everywhere. Hey, but by the way, if a cop ever did do that. <laughs> yeah. You would disrespect the shit out that cop. Get away. What do you mean? You would be fucking ramming <laughs> Yo, his head. You'd be, you, be nutting in his face. There's a lot you of porn would, like that, be, though. You'd be slapping your dick around his fucking Sorry. mouth. Yo, like, Yo son, son, look Charla. at this guy. I got this cop sucking my Charla. dick, son. Then later on, then later on, you'll see the cop be like, Yo, that's that punk ass cop who sucked my dick. <laughs> son, son. Why the cop gotta be a dude? <laughs> it could have been a girl cop. Oh, no, that's, not, that's not. That's nothing. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. 
That's nothing. That's nothing. Who the fuck cares about that? <laughs> Come on now. Yo. Oh, fuck. That wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be an entertaining storyline. <laughs> <laughs> <You'd be> like, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now listen, uh, you know who else? I'm gonna tell you who's what a fucking idiot. Uh yeah. Tanaya Soleil and um what's the other young lady's name? Tanaya Soleil and oh, what's her name? It's the Middle East and uh, Eastern Europe influencer. What'd she and say? They, oh, Tanaya Soleil and Suhila Lakab. They both in support of Black Lives Matter, decided to put on blackface. <laughs> so they put the blackface on. One mm. of them put an afro on. The mm. other one, the other one put brown on one. They put brown paint on one side. And mm. she put, we're all black on the inside. <laughs> she said we're all black on the inside? We're all black on the inside. No, what did she say? Oh, let me read this stupid shit. I wish I was black. Oh, one of them, the one that put the afro on, Said, I wish I was black because my idols in music and dance are black. All the athletes I respect are black, right? Uh, the other young lady said, just because we're black on the outside doesn't mean we're black on the inside. Racist people are the true black hearted ones. They are black on the inside and they know it. Too woke, bro. Too woke. Too fucking woke. Sometimes when you're too woke, you know, you don't think straight because sleep deprivation is a real fucking thing, man. You got to get them naps, bro. Nap get time. Get them naps. All you nap woke time. people, get them naps, man. Take a nap. You know Whatever. what it is? I think you could tell how many black friends people have by the way they <laughs> protest. <laughs> and the crazier the protest, the fewer black friends they know. Like, there's no way that those two girls have a single black friend in their entire phone. Because yeah, 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 yeah. no black friend would be like, nah, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Name one black person that would see them with their half of their face painted no. black and go, nah, you no. really showing support. That's what we needed. No. Yeah, we would, we would absolutely be like, yo, knock it the fuck off. And why wouldn't yeah. you run that by some of your black friends? Because they don't have any black friends. They don't have no black friends. They have no, and I'm telling you, bro, you could really, people who don't have any black friends, they don't want to be, they, they might come from a good place. They don't want to seem racist, but they truly don't know how to show black people they're not racist, so they go over the top with it. They're trying to be like too woke and they, they might, end up doing this goofy too ass shit. They yeah. might know black people, but they're not friends with them. Yeah, they know they know some black people, but not well enough to like ask them if they should paint their face black or not, or like wear an afro. Uh, another another positively brilliant uh first, I mean, first of all, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan has been positively brilliant for over 60 plus years. But there was a social experiment that happened this week that I found so interesting. Which was? Chelsea Handler posted an old video of um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when he was on Donahue. And right. uh, it's him breaking down, you know, white privilege to an audience, you know, and it's when Farrakhan was saying, I, don't, I really don't think you fully understand what has happened to these people you look at as second class, our inferior citizens in this nation. And he was breaking down how black people were brought to this country and scripted their name and their language and their culture mm -hmm. and their religion and their God and all of that. Right. And Chelsea posted it with the caption. I learned a lot from watching this powerful video. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamila Jamil. Reposted it with the caption and I got to find her exact caption. I got to find who sent me this yesterday because, man, this was so goddamn hilarious. Hold on. Let me see, man. Somebody sent me this shit yesterday. Who the fuck sent me this Jamila Jamil video? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it right here. Hold on. Y'all know Jamila Jamil, right? 
Yes. Okay. She's like she the post- body shaming thing. Yeah. Jamila posted a, the same video and put, someone please tell me the name of this extraordinary man who so perfectly sums up white fear in under a minute. Right. So then right. like Jennifer Aniston liked it and Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Sean <laughs> Hayes. Right. All of these white people. Today, the Daily Beast runs an article. Hollywood celebs are praising an anti-Semitic hate monger. Right. And they said, do your homework. So all of these people, except for Chelsea Handler, so far have pulled down their honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan post. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, the media wants to paint Minister Farrakhan as anti-Semitic and, you know, homophobic and misogynistic, all of these different things. Right. What right. I found interesting is that the truth can never be denied. When okay. somebody says something honest and truthful, right, and you don't have no context to it, like you don't have no context about the person saying it, nothing. You're just listening to the words that are coming out of their mouth. It resonates with you. Right. And it resonates with you so much that you want to share it. So right. what does it say when you find out that the media may feel a certain way about this person so they start changing the narrative of this person to you? Does it change the truth that they spoke? Should they have taken those videos down regardless of how they felt about who the messenger was? Mm. Or should the truth have been spoken regardless? Mm. Because they always say God uses the people that you would least suspect, right? To deliver certain messages. So if that message touched you, should it impact you any less because of who it came from? I think think the message shouldn't but we do understand that messengers are important. And I think that Chelsea Handler's Jewish, right? Yes. I think that Chelsea Handler, since she's Jewish, can be way more comfortable reposting the Honorable Minister Farrakhan because if he said some things that people deem anti-Semitic, she could be like, well, look, I'm Jewish and I'm posting this. What are you going to say? I'm anti-Semitic? Whereas... Jennifer Aniston, these other people who might not be Jewish have to live in fear that they could be labeled as an anti-Semite because they're supporting this guy who has said things that are anti-Semitic. But or I, people, people interpret as anti-Semitism. And you're right. And I get it. But my thing is this. Does it matter if what he said in that moment that you agree with is true? So now you're going down to really... Now you're going down a really tough situation where it's like people could go... This is what people say to you. They go, well, Charlemagne... If the, you know, this racist guy from the KKK said some things, uh, you know, that were similar to like, you know, what Jesus said in the Bible, is that cool that that message is true? I I think y'all have listened to me long enough to know that I can, I understand nuance. Right, right. And and, and I'm I'm a stern believer. You can learn something from anything. Right. But but are you you willing to listen is the thing, right? Because think about it. If I'm walking down the road, right, Right. and... The KKK member says, hey, don't go down there. They're going to shoot you. Am I going to ignore him because he's a KKK member? It's a good point. If, if, if you're walking down the road and Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says, look, for the next half mile, it's nothing but landmines. Are you going to not listen to him? All right. Here's the thing. Reposting it and liking it seems like a cosign of the person. So, you know, we, we had this discussion on flagrant, but... We can, we very, it's very difficult for us to separate the art from the artists, but we mm-hmm. can separate the science from the scientists. 
You know what I mean? Probably because we don't know no scientists except for Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> DeGrasse. <laughs> DeGrasse, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if a fucking scientist told you some shit that's true mm-hmm. and they were a really fucked up person, they did some foul stuff, you know? Neil, Ty- still- Neil, De- Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're not going to listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson because he got me too? Does it depend how much you hate the person? Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson anyway, bro. <laughs> that's not his name? What the fuck is his so name? It, it's Neil deGrasse, but deGrasse's funny because that's where Drake got shot. Oh, okay. Well, Neil yeah, deGrasse. Yeah. God, deGrasse sounds so plain. <laughs> You're confusing dorky black guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're not going to listen to him because he got me too Exactly, like you're, right? You're not so, gonna, you're not going to listen to what he has to say about science cuz he got me too. Exactly. So it's like maybe this thing that the minister said within itself that message resonates with you regardless of who said it. It could Clearly, be the minister, yes. it could be your mom, it could be uh some chick named Natalie, it could be anybody, right? Yes. Yes. So that's what you're saying. What you're saying is it don't matter who said it as long as it resonates with you. This and I guess the- what I'm saying is People think that if you like a page, then you and you know uh, Jamila Hill is a perfect example. If you like Jamila Hill, Jamila Jamel Hill, Jamila Hill has just got taken off all the syrup bottles. Aunt Jamila, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Aunt Jamila is no longer. No, nah, but syrup. like Jamila Hill is, is yeah. like if you like any meme page that has ever had something slightly uh, racist on that meme page, she will find that out and she will like expose you if, even if you're like a fifth round draft pick, right? So. There's a version of Jamel Hill that does the exact same thing for people who like, and you know, uh, pages that might have anti-Semitic rhetoric or homophobic rhetoric or et cetera on it. So that same gotcha journalism exists on both sides yeah. when the reality is maybe that meme page had a funny meme that wasn't racist. And yeah. maybe this message by Mr. Farrakhan was absolutely beautiful, despite the other things he said that might be questionable by some people. Yeah, I think that I got to put people under the what a fucking idiot if you don't understand nuance. Because to me, this was just, this was such a great social experiment because it right. showed if you don't have no context to a person, right? Somebody is polarizing as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He's polarizing to a lot of people. Yeah. You don't have, if you don't have any context about this person, Jamila Jamil didn't even know who he was, but she heard those words coming out of his mouth. That truth resonated with her yep. so much, she had to repost it. Chelsea Handler heard that truth. She had to repost it. All these other celebrities heard that truth. They had to repost it. But once they are told by the media what to think about a person, then forget it. Fuck, that's whack to me. You know that's what it is? Whack. It's it's like when uh when like uh Trump and Kim Kardashian were working on like getting uh the the that black person out of jail, right? It was like wrongfully accused or something. Alicia Alicia Johnson, I think her name was. Right. So it's like there were a lot of people that couldn't look at that specific act and go, this is a good thing because it was attached to this person they despise so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, that's stupid. And I know, and what you're saying is, praise the act because the act isn't yes. the person. Praise the yes. message because that message isn't the person. Yes. It don't mean that you co-signed the guy that did it. And even if it is the message coming from said person, that don't mean you should dismiss it. I think that we should all be a little bit, a little bit more intelligent enough to know that I'm not going to agree with everything a person says. But truth is truth, regardless of who says it. Yo, right is right, regardless of who's doing it. Malcolm X had a quote. I'm gonna find it. Go ahead, say your thought. 
Yeah, the thought. I thought oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a saying. It's, uh, you ready? People don't have ideas. Ideas have people. So we think that people we're the ones ideas, that- ideas have people. We think we're the ones that are coming up with all these ideas, but the reality is, is these ideas actually have us. These ideas always exist. Ideas are out in the ether. An idea- can be said by Mr. Farrakhan, but that same idea can be shared by Malcolm X. It can be shared by Teddy Roosevelt. It can be shared by anybody. That yeah. idea exists out there in the ether. And maybe there's something that's special about Minister Farrakhan, which allowed him to attach himself to it. Yeah. Right. But the idea exists separately from him. He doesn't own the idea. So yes. liking the idea is not a reflection on liking the person delivering it. Absolutely. But the way we see social media, we always assume it is. I'm going to post this tomorrow. I've, I've posted this before, but Malcolm X says, I'm for truth no matter who tells it. Bang. I'm for justice no matter who it is for or against. Yeah. I'm a human being first and foremost. And as such, I'm for whoever and whatever benefits humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. Simple as fucking that. Yeah. Like that's even though, even though I got to put this under the what a fucking idiot, that's what Ben Carson was getting at when he said he wants everybody to stop being sensitive and grow up in response to Trump's speech in Tulsa. Mm. He said the U.S. needs to stop being offended about every fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> and that's a fact. He said we've reached a point in our society where we dissect everything and try to ascribe some nefarious notion to it. That right. is very fucking true. When is the last time you saw something and actually just thought that the person meant well? When the last time we've seen something on Twitter go viral because people aren't picking it apart? Yeah, you just trusted the messaging. Yes. When? When the last time? Like, I'm watching them go crazy on J. Cole, who has been a hip-hop media darling for so long. And I'm like, am I missing something here? Yeah, I, I, I could feel it in the air. There's a little... People want to cancel right now. Can you feel it? Like people are anxious, people are angry. They're like, "Nah, we need to we need to flex the muscle a little bit right now." Can we cancel white supremacy? Can we cancel systemic Yo, racism? That's fire. Can we cancel police brutality? Can we? we you talk about being distracted. Y'all talking about the NBA being a distraction? <laughs> Fucking J Cole. J Cole put out a song last night, and everybody's distracted. I didn't. To be Yo, honest with you, I didn't even know what was going fire. on. I'm catching all backstory here. You know, um, I, I saw the tweet from the young lady named No Name. Uh, no Name, my, yeah. My, my niece Nyla put me on because Nyla was putting me on to No Name's music a while ago because she was mm -hmm. saying how I would really like No Name because she's dope and she speaks for something. And No Name posted a tweet and she said, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety and y'all favorite top selling rappers not even willing to put a tweet up. Uh, niggas whole discographies be about black plight and then nowhere to be found. J. Cole put out a song yesterday called Snow on the Bluff, where he's basically, I guess, replying to her tweet. And J. Cole basically said, he even tweeted out this morning, I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking. And I appreciate her as in no name and others like her because they challenge my beliefs. And I feel that in these times, that's important. Mm. And I I was listening to J. Cole's song and listening to what he said about No Name. And I understand what all the black women are saying, saying that, you know, at a time where black women are being attacked and, you know, getting found dead and things of that nature. Yeah. It just sounds kind of crazy for a man to be being passive aggressive towards 
a woman in a sense. And I, and I get that. I, I, I totally understand that. Right. You got to read the room sometime. But I also agree with J. Cole in the sense that. Why? Why did people make J. Cole out to be a revolutionary? I think, who, I think he who, who died and made J. Cole Tupac Tupac. I, th- I think J. Cole leaned into it. I don't you know think he I mean? did at all. Like, you I've don't never think thought so? that. You don't think the music has been woke? You don't think the do music has had Do you listen to J. Messaging? Cole, though? Not just his mainstream. I'm talking about, like, do you listen to his, like... Yes, and I, and I, and I, and, but, but not only do I listen to J. Cole's music, I listen to J. Cole's interviews. And I've, I'm on record. I've said it before. When I listen to J. Cole's interviews, I've, I've, I've always heard a brother who's still trying to figure it out. He's not even able to articulate what he feels sometimes. He just knows he feels it. That's why I think the pen is so good for a brother like that. Because when he sits down and he can write those rhymes, he can tell you what he thinks. He can tell you what he believes, right? But he may not have the answers or the solutions to the problems. You know what I mean? He can just tell you what he's feeling and what he's experiencing. But they exalted J. Cole as this leader of a revolution. Like when the protest broke out, they're like, where J. Cole at? Where Kendrick at? Like, I don't expect them to be there. You know what I expect these guys to be? In the studio, making mm-hmm. the soundtrack to the protest. I'm, I'm waiting for Kendrick too. I'd love it's to hear It's his birthday Kendrick today music. too. But guess what? If you don't put out no music, I'm not tripping. I'm not forcing Andrew to do a set during quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Andrew, where your new material at? What if Andrew fucking depressed? What if Andrew got anxiety? What if Andrew going through some shit? What if Andrew don't feel like being creative in this moment? They don't see that though. That is, they don't see celebrities that as that. That is true, but like, I'll be honest, like we we did a couple pieces on what's going on, you know, and we thought it was important to do it. And we we use the platform that we have. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did everything that I thought that I could do within my power and using the skill that I have and the platform and the access I have to kind of explain these things. And we did it, you know, Alex, my um, guy, Mark, like that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to contribute to this movement in whatever way we can. I think that being said, I've never been an activist. Y'all know that that's not my thing. Uh, I never claimed to be an activist. And maybe some people thought of J. Cole as an activist and then not seeing him or, or again, I don't know enough about his music to make a right, you know, an accurate statement, but maybe they thought not seeing him as present or something like that was like, yo, you were, you are always here and loud before, but we haven't seen you doing this now. Maybe they were questioning that. I mean, he, he was, again, I don't know enough to say, I'm, I'm, but I'm, that's, you, I'm, I'm but asking. It- but he was at a couple of protests. And I think sometimes, right. man, we mistake support for activism. Right. You know, if I show up to a protest, it doesn't mean that I'm an activist. It means that I'm showing support. Right. I'm stand, if I'm standing in a fucking car, I'm not a, if, I, if I'm standing in a garage, I'm not a car. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, if you see me randomly standing in your garage, you should call somebody. But I'm <laughs> just simply saying, like, just because I show up to a, a protest doesn't mean I'm an activist. I'm just here so, to support. And that's you know what I think is? guys like J. Cole do. Yeah. You know what it is? I think it's like when you create, and I hate to talk about comedy or and stuff like that, like art, because I think it's kind of like bougie, but like when you create content, let's say, in the way that you do or I do, we reflect on the culture, right? We, When I mean the culture, I don't just mean like black culture. I mean like whatever's happening within culture at the time. Absolutely. If absolutely. it's Trump, if it's Biden, if it's protest, whatever it is. So for me to put out a video or a piece that didn't reflect what was going on with George Floyd would be phony for me because I always reflect on what's going on. So I feel like, of course, 
J. Cole, if he puts out music, he's going to reflect what's going on, right? Because that's mm-hmm. just kind of what he does naturally, no? Yeah, like, yeah, I feel absolutely. like if you're putting out party songs right now, you're missing the point a little Bro, bit. L- l- little Baby dropped fire. What's the name of that Little Baby record? Little Baby song so goddamn hard, and he rapping about what's going on right now. What's the name of that record, Taylor? Oh, that's right. He just dropped an album, right? Man, that shit's so hard. Little ba- no, it wasn't an album. It's just a song. Oh. Little, ba- little Baby dropped a hard-ass record. Meek Mill dropped an- a hard-ass record with Other Side of America. But guess what? That's what, tho- that's what those brothers... Oh, the, bigger sis- what- the Bigger What's Picture. The Bigger Picture? The Bigger Picture. Bigger Picture. That shit is hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, yo, if he was moved to make that, fine. If, Andrew, you're moved to make those type of sketches or uh, 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 that commentary, fine. But you can't force people to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like you can't force people to be at protests. And I saw people saying, oh, J. Cole, you know, he's not a real leader and this and that. And I'm like, why is he not a real leader? Is he not a real leader because he admitted he don't read all the time? Like I saw that tweet. That tweet was wild, which I thought was hilarious where he was like, you know, he don't really. I I read it a little while ago, but it's just like because he doesn't read doesn't make him a great leader. Like, I don't think that matters. I think great leaders don't set out to be a leader. I think they set out to make a difference. Like, it's never about the role. Yeah. It's about the goal. J. You know Cole how, has always yeah. set out to make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I see. Let me ask you this question. Like, you, you know how, like, um, if your boss treats you like shit at work or whatever the authority figures treat you like shit at work, you know how sometimes the husband comes home or the wife comes home and then treats the family like shit? Absolutely. And she wants to treat the boss like shit, but she can't because they're an authority figure. So she ends up treating the people like shit that she can, right? Which are the people closest to them. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wonder if that's kind of what's happening right now, which is like people are just really furious that the authority figures, you know, the police are treating. Oh, yes. Black people like yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And since you can't act out on the police officers outside of Tom Sucker Dick, you're like, all right, well, we got to take out this anguish on the people closest to us. And J. Cole might be one of those people. J. Cole. You know what J. I mean? Cole, like J. Cole said something this morning in one of those tweets. He said, uh, we all got to be easy with each other. We all got to be kind to each other or something. Be nice to each other. And he, yo, he's absolutely right. My brothers, my sisters, everybody's hurting. Yeah. Everybody is in pain. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's tender right now. Like everybody is literally out here trying to do their best. I don't think J. Cole had any ill intention when it came to, you know, replying to no name. No name is a rapper, right? So J. Cole did what he did. J. Cole rapped. He didn't tweet. J. Cole don't be tweeting crazy like that. No name. Salute to her. She posted a tweet and she expressed herself. And guess what? She didn't name no names, but a hit dog will holler. So yeah. J. Cole and J. Cole said himself, he yeah. felt like he wasn't doing enough. So right. no name was absolutely right. No name hit one of J. Cole's pain bodies in that moment. Because J. Cole probably is sitting around hurt, vulnerable trying to figure out a solution to things and feel like he wasn't doing enough. So he went in the studio and he expressed himself. I think that J. Cole was just using that as an entry point to let everybody know, I'm not the leader of this movement. I am not the the activist leader that y'all think I am. I'm just simply trying to figure it out. And I think that's where we get things fucked up. Is J. Cole a leader of the new school when it comes to rap? Hell yeah. For right. the past decade, J. School has been a, J. Cole's been a part of that three-headed monster with Drake and Kendrick. Yeah. But does that mean he's Tamika Mallory? No. Right. Does that right. mean he's my son? No. Right. Does that mean he's Linda Sarsour? No. Does that mean he's Philip Agnew? No. 
He's not one of those activists that's out there on the front lines. He just shows up to protest in support. Y'all made him that. And now when a person doesn't meet your expectation of them, you're disappointed. That's the problem with us right now as a people. We have an expectation of people that we then, create in our yeah. own mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And then they don't meet our expectation that we gave them. And then we get disappointed when they're like, yo, I didn't ask for none of this, man. I just wanted to make really cool music that had a message in it. Like, that's it. I think, I'm, yeah, I think, I think you he hit said the nail it. on the head he there. Said, he said, I don't read a lot, but I think a lot. He's a, he's yep. a thought leader. Yeah. You listen to J. Cole's music. You know, he's a thought leader. Yeah. He, he, he's able to provide soundtracks for things that are going on. Yo, I, but, think, but you, I think you're right about that, man. And I, but I really also think it has to do with like just being hurt and having no outlet for the anger and then touching the people that are closest to you. Right. Like, cause that's what we do. Like when we're in a bad mood, I find myself doing this in a bad mood. Like, and it's, it sucks. But if I'm in a bad mood and then like a friend of mine does something or like puts a can somewhere where it shouldn't be or whatever, I'm like, yo, you're just going to leave that there. I don't give a fuck if they leave a can on the table, but I'm lashing yeah. out because I got some shit going on in yeah. my life. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I and, can and, totally, yeah. And I look at all the sisters online and the sisters are saying things like, you know, um, J. Cole got the nerve to tell black women to be patient. Listen, I totally get it. I totally understand why black women, you know, don't have patience with us anymore. I totally understand. But I just think we all need to be patient with each other because whether we realize it or not, we're all in this together. Black men are getting killed. Black women are getting killed. Like trans people are getting killed. Like we're all in this together. Like we don't have, yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're not every, each other's enemies. Bro, it's, it's going to be tough for the person who says it and they're going to have to find a way more eloquent way to say it than the way I'm going to say it. But like in a situation like this, you can't have an all lives matter approach. You have to have a specific goal and some people are going to have to sacrifice. Like I've been talking to friends. I can't say where they work, but they work in, you know, certain industries. Mm -hmm. And they're like, how do we affect change within our industry, right? People who are part of like big corporations. And they literally sit at these tables. They've gone, you know what? We're going to make this the prime focus. We're going to make black equality the prime focus. And you know what that means? That means the cancer kids got to take second fiddle. That means women's rights got to take second fiddle. That means that uh, special needs got to take second fiddle. That means we're going to ignore those other issues because this specific issue, and if we're going to do anything to change it, requires all our focus. And that's the whole idea between Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. But you can't All Lives Matter your own movement. I you see what I'm saying? No, nah, I get you. I just think it's very weird that we can't walk and chew gum at the same fucking time. No, you can't. No, no. That's In this situation, you can't. If you want to chew the fuck out of that gum and get every bit of flavor out of it and make sure you feel every bit of flavor that that gum has, you need to sit there and focus on the flavor. You can walk and chew gum and talk on the phone and do all those things, but while you're talking on the phone, you're going to forget what flavor the gum is. Now, and while you're you, walking, you're you, going to forget I'm about the you. phone call. I just I just think that it takes a allied, concerted effort between black people, white people, black Bro. men, black women, men, women, get LGBT, what black it, what people. It, like, What is civil rights about, man? Civil rights, at the end of the day, we talk about how it's about equality, right? Mm -hmm. But in its essence, civil rights is about sacrifice. Civil rights is people who have 
privilege per se. I don't even like to call it privilege because it's not a privilege that I don't get killed by the cops. That's the bare minimum that I don't get killed by the cops. That's what everybody should have bare minimum, right? That shouldn't be some benefit I get. So, but the idea of civil rights is people who are getting more have to sacrifice some of what they have for other people to come up. And that doesn't just mean white people. That also means maybe people within the, the black movement, maybe it's like, you know what? We want black trans lives. We want our, 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 we want our support and everything right now too. But maybe it's the black trans movement starts to go, you know what? What's more important right now is black lives matter. And we're going to get to our shit after and black lives matter. You better support us when the focus is just on us. Cause we're going to take this. We're going to take this sacrifice right now to push this to the top. Yeah, I mean, but that's... Hold on one second, hold on one second. Yeah, Leo, this is an interesting conversation. I want to keep going on this. Uh, let's, let's pay a bill real quick. Um, yo, man, shout out to uh, Squarespace. Simple as that. If you need a website, you need to get that domain. You need to legitimize your business. I don't care. Everything's on the internet. If, if, if there's anything that Corona showed us, it's that the companies and businesses that have been able to flourish through the internet, ourselves included, are succeeding within this pandemic. And it's because we have that space available. When you can't leave the house, you can leave uh, the house, I guess, on the internet when you're surfing, when you're web searching, et cetera. So make sure you have a place right there. The way you do that is that you go to uh, squarespace.com and you get yourself a domain, okay? They have all these custom templates. It's so easy, I can do it, okay? I'm inept when it comes to this internet shit. Um, Or actually, maybe not, I shouldn't say internet, but like... um website building and that kind of stuff. I just don't know how to do it. Squarespace is the easiest thing that you've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. We're just talking about Squarespace right now. So make sure you go get your website, squarespace.com. Okay. Uh, Make sure you use the promo code idiots. Okay. The promo code idiots and you can get, what percent off can we get, give them? Oh, idiot. What percent off can we give them, Taylor? We can give you 10% off, okay? You can go try it for free, by the way. You can go set up your website. You can go set up everything. And when you want to launch it, use that promo code IDIOT, okay? And then you can get that 10% off your website or domain. Go do that right now. Shouts to Squarespace. I'm telling you, if you have a business, it has to have a website. That is it, okay? You need to have a CPR kit in the fucking restaurant, and you need to have a website or else the shit ain't legit. Let's get back to the show. We're having an interesting Uh, uh, conversation. uh, Yeah, I want to... I just want to say I want to, what you said is absolutely true, but that goes back to what I said when I said it has to be an allied, concerted effort. Because, yes, black people cannot change or dismantle a system that we didn't create. So it does take those people that have privilege, those white people that are in positions of power, yep. to give up some of that privilege in power. Like, they, they just have to. Like, in order to, in order to make this world equal, we all have to do that. White people got to give up some of that privilege and power for, for black people and others. That is uh, the men, idea men, of civil men rights. Gotta, yeah. Men got to give up some of our, our privilege and power to make, to, to share with other women, to share yeah. with women. And that's why I don't even like, I hate that, that term, um, make space. I don't, I don't, because this is, this is all gods, right? So mm-hmm. we're not making space for anybody. You know what I mean? If anything, we're just finally being... Let's be more welcoming. Let's all be intentional about being welcoming. It's make opportunity, not space. Ooh, you know what I mean? There you just go, give Shotzi. opportunities. Like give everybody. There you the, go. The Opportun- idea, there you go. Isn't that the idea? The idea of civil rights. It's not making space is, hey, you guys can have your own water fountain over there. I made some space for your own water fountain. Making opportunity is like, nah, we all going to share the water fountain. You know, and if that means you got to wait a little longer at your water fountain, that's what it means. 
Now, by the way, I don't mind having my own water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know the fuck. I, I get what I get it. Yo, I get to, I, yo, the analogy you know what, was the analogy's on point, but I would yo, I I don't mind having my own water. You know what's mad funny? Do you think like black people saw the way that white people kiss our dogs in the mouth and they were like, yo, should we get our water fountains back? Yo, why the <laughs> fuck we share a water fountain? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck were we thinking, bro? For real. Man. Some of the segregation ain't all bad. So real, I just yo. sent you something, Charlemagne, about Umar Johnson. He was kind of trying to say that. Oh God! <laughs> but he, I, this is the first time I kind of, in a way, I see what he's talking about. But mm-hmm. he's saying like, you know, when it comes to protesting and stuff like that, we can't have a successful protest. Like black people can't have a successful protest mm-hmm. because um, if white people get involved, because it now shows like a mix or something, and take. He said something like where it takes away from what our purpose in because like what you guys said earlier it becomes into like a all I haven't I haven't listened to what he said but I highly disagree and uh, the reason I disagree because if the protest is for Black Lives Matter it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who's protesting it you know what I'm saying if black, if black people are out there on the front lines and white people are on the front lines and Asian people but we're protesting for this specific thing it doesn't matter like is it uh, listen but- so you're telling me that people with cancer can't protest uh, for, for people with AIDS? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what you are have you to, saying? You, just re, you have so, to hear the cause, audio. Cause by, by that whole, Taylor, by that logic, by that logic, men can't stand up for women then. By your yeah. logic, men can't, by that logic, by, men can't stand it. up for women. <laughs> it's an interesting It was point. how he said it, though, of course, which of I can see it's, what he's meaning. It's an interesting point. Though. It just has a lot of holes in it, and it's not exactly how you structurally fit this, because if the goal is integration mm-hmm. and the goal is reform, you need the side that no, is do. rejecting I... to be part of it. If the goal is revolution and take over and destroy, then you don't give a fuck what the side is. Yeah. But the reality of the matter is, as a minority in a country, you have to get the support of the majority in order to have equal opportunity. So I think you want it. And, and if you notice the big changes that have happened, that's when there has been unilateral support for the movement, Right. I, I think I think you want people to to recognize. And I think if there's one thing that we learn from these protests is there are a lot of white people, a lot of Asian people, a lot of brown people who are like, yo, black lives matter to us, bro. Yes, because they, they 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 don't only just love black culture. They love black people. And yeah. if you don't think it matters, be the lone white boy in the hood. <laughs> be the be the lone white boy in the hood who loves hip hop and loves hip hop culture and wants to dress and talk and listen to the music and you love black women. Let's see how that goes for you if you don't got no black support. <laughs> All right, let's let's see if they give a fuck about you without any black support. Let's see how that goes for yeah, you. Yeah, that's you a great need, point. It goes need, both ways. It goes both ways. You need the support of other individuals sometimes in certain circumstances. I think this is one of those crucial turning points in America Yo, that's where we fucking, need each other. That's a brilliant way of putting it, man. Because like, I remember when I was younger, I'd go hang out with a buddy of mine and he lived out in, uh, he lived out in Brooklyn by Eastern Parkway. And I'd be walking- Black through. Jamaicans everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> boom, super boom, boom, Jamaican, boom. super Jamaican. Thunder what you doing black. around here, white boy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, I remember- and I remember I'd be like walking in the neighborhood and then, you know, some people would maybe like ask some questions or whatever. And there'd be someone else who's like, nah, 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 that's Sadiqi's boy. Everything's cool. Yep. Right. Exactly. That's I got to know who you are. You, you might be an undercover cop. Yo, okay, you might man. be a, you, you oh, might you be might a pedophile. Be a you, might you might be a mark. mark. 
Right? Is yes. That, you might have your white van around the corner trying to kidnap kids. I'm the fuck this. What are you doing? A hundred percent. But once somebody from the neighbor was like, nah, nah, he's cool. Right? That's it. That's literally all civil rights is. <laughs> right? It's just like, nah, nah, they're cool. Like, yo, why are you giving them a hard time? Like, yo, 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 what's going on? Leave it alone. Everything's cool. By the way, you, and, you, you, yeah. that sounds like a joke, but it's not. Because think about it. If you are an old white politician, what, what reason would Lyndon B. Johnson have to, to, to do this, or John F. Kennedy, to, to, to start the talks of the Civil Rights Acts and the, the Voting Rights Acts, other yeah. than, other than, look, these people are cool, and they're going to tear our fucking country up if we don't fucking do yeah. the right thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like our, you ha- eventually, empathy has to kick in where you got to say to yourself, okay, what we're doing is wrong. Like, this is yes. wrong. Like, I, and I, I refuse to believe that at some point, human empathy doesn't kick in. Mm. And somebody in those positions of power says, we have to do right mm. by these people. Or we have to do right by black people. We got to do right by women. We got to do right by gays. Eventually, there is something. Yo, that George Floyd video, everybody's empathy kicked in. You can't yeah. be a fucking human with a soul and watch that video and not have empathy kick in and eventually be like, fuck no, we got to stop this shit. That shouldn't yeah. happen to any human. Yeah, and I think I think what you're seeing is like, the outcry of support, I think, is also a reflection of, like, integration, right? Like, the internet has kind of made the world really small, and we've all we've all kind of, like, started appreciating each other and appreciating each other's culture. And you have a lot of white people, even through, like, TikTok dances, are really getting to know, like, fun, uh, <laughs> fun black things that might have never permeated their, like, super <laughs> white life. Like, you know what I mean? True. Say, I mean that. Like, I mean, like, you see these, like, white girls doing these TikTok dances. That might never have entered their sphere 20 years ago. They nah. might have met. I really believe that. White people have been stealing black people. Yeah, but say they've been stealing our shit. You didn't see um, Bring no. It On? Say again? You didn't see Bring It On? Are you referencing Bring It On? She got a point, though. Like, that was that whole movie. Was about, that whole movie was about colonization. No, bring no. It on. <laughs> bring It On is all about colonization, bro. I'm telling you. I'm not questioning whether white people have taken uh, black culture, right? I think. Uh, that's not that's not what's up for grabs here. I'm thinking like now it's ubiquitous. Right? Now it's just like if something is popular, there were times where things could be popular in a white world and things could be popular in a black world. And now if it's popular, it crosses over. And you've said this yeah. a lot, like because black culture is mainstream culture. Hip hop is pop culture. Or hip hip hop hip hop is pop culture, et cetera. And I think because of that, because there's so much familiarity, when you see that guy with a knee on his back of his neck and then he ends up dying at the hands of a cop and you, there's so many young kids right now that grew up with black friends that maybe never grew up, grew up with black friends 40 years ago. Right. right. You're like, literally, you're li- okay. Go, go, go. No, I was just going to say they're literally, you're literally looking at a generation of white kids who grew up with black people being their heroes and in yeah. every aspect. Sure. Whether it's politics, Barack Obama. Sure, You know yeah. what I mean? It's whether it's point. sports, it's the LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Like, yeah. whether it's music, it's, you know, the, the Drakes and the J. Coles and the kids. You have a whole generation of people where black people are their hero. Yeah. Like, like no matter what race you are, you can point to a black person and that person has inspired you in some way, shape, or form. And this That's protest it. is a reflection of that. This protest Absolutely. is like, yo, these lives matter to me. They matter to me growing up. 
They matter to me now. And maybe it's time that we do something. And I think a lot of people at these protests do not know what the fuck to do. But they know that they want something to be done. And Just show up. Yo, and but here's the thing. At, at eventually, somebody's going to need to be the tip of the spear. And somebody's going to need to decide where that spear goes. And I, I hope think, that happens sooner or later before not, too many people co-opt no, the shit I, I, and like make it about nah, themselves. I think it's happening. I think it's you have too many grassroots grassroots organizations out there right now that have things on the table. Because it's, it's starting with two things, right? It started with, to me, it started a couple years ago when we all started asking for a black agenda. Because we're not going to act like police reform, criminal justice reform, all these things weren't in the black agenda. It's not like cops just started killing black people this last month, right? Yeah. So all of this stuff has been going on. But now it just shows the urgency for it. Coronavirus showed the urgency for it because yeah. of all the underlying conditions in the black community left the black community so vulnerable, right? Uh, police brutality. Like it just shows the urgency for why you need police reform right now. And let's be for real, it's a fucking election year. Mm. The Democrats need black people. Mm. So it shows the urgency of why they need to be out here doing something for black folks. And I'm gonna tell y'all something else. There's no police reform getting passed in no time soon. This shit mm. is going to be on the table until well after November, okay? Mm. And depending on who wins in November, it's going to be off the table all together, all right? I'm letting y'all know that right now. Don't think for one second that uh, the House the House Democrats are going to get their Justice for Policing Act bill passed anytime soon. Don't think that Tim Scott is going to get whatever his bill is called. I think his bill is named after Walter Scott, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. But don't think that his bill is getting passed anytime soon. There is no major police reform happening Anytime soon. This shit is going to be a talking point up until November. Because let's be for real. Democrats had no other win. That they, that they had no other win. The things that we were trying to get them to lean into was blackness. We was trying to get Joe Biden to lean into blackness and black issues and things that affect the black community. Now it's everybody's issue. So you don't even look like you're a leader. Hmm. You're only like, 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 like you're a leader on it. Now it looks like you're just following Andrew. the trend. And you can't even do that right. Yeah. They ask him a simple question like, do you want to defund the police? He's like, nope, I don't believe in defunding the police. In fact, we need to give police 300 extra million dollars to reform the police and this and that. I'm like, yo, can y'all word this better for the old man, please? Yeah. Could you word it better for him? God damn. Can he answer it like Senator Harris answered it for yeah. her when she bodied it? Yes, you would love to take resources from this place and put them into this place. We have to go build up these communities because when you build up these communities, it will help decrease crime altogether. Like, yes. Yeah. Why you can't answer that no better, Joe Biden? So all I'm simply saying is, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. I lost my train of thought. That's why, that's why nobody's coming even back. To me. Police reform isn't coming back. That's what you're Oh, yeah. Police reform is not, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be on the table well after, well, well after November. Oh, and that's the other point. I feel like I don't want everything else black people have been asking for, at least, you know, me. Meaning like a black woman running mate. Um, he already committed to putting a black woman on the Supreme Court, a real comprehensive black agenda, you know, because I feel like, you know, you can't, you can't atone for the sins of America in regards to black people without legislation and uh, reparations. I don't want any of that to get lost because now people are focused on this cause because it almost makes Democrats uh, be able to tell black people to go out there and have a sense of urgency when it comes to voting because of just the police reform issue as opposed to all the other issues that we need. You know what I'm saying? Police reform is major. Don't get me wrong. It's a major, 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 major issue, but it allows them to not acknowledge everything else. 
You know what I'm saying? That one chip allows them to not have to acknowledge everything else. And I want everything acknowledged because even if you're talking about defunding the police, guess what you're talking about doing? Taking money from them to put back into our communities. That's what that whole economic justice plan, that's what that whole equity plan, that's what all of that is about when it comes to the black community. So let's keep all of that on the table too, God damn it. Okay? Let's not lose sight of that. I also want to salute, um, I want to salute Amanda Seals. Positively brilliant, even though we're past positively brilliant, because that was kind of like the deep dive. I want to just say it's positively brilliant that BET decided to have Amanda Seals host the BET Awards this year. I really wish that it wasn't virtual because I don't think y'all realize how much of a beast Amanda Seals is on stage. And I think that you need to go watch a smart, funny and black show. Go watch her host smart, funny and black, the game show she does. And you can see how good she is on that stage, singing, dancing, jokes, crowd participation. She's perfect to host an event like the BET Awards. So, you know, I, I wish I wish it wasn't virtual and I, I know she'll get the opportunity to host it, you know, on stage in front of people in a real way one day. But I am so happy that freaking the BET Awards picked her to be the host. That shows me that they're paying attention because also if you're doing a virtual awards, if, if the awards are virtual this year, she's one of the biggest virtual voices out there. You know what I mean? So it makes sense. It, it, it makes sense to have her, you know, be, be the host this year. Cause she is, she, even now she does, she does smart, funny and black online. She's got one this Friday. She's got one this Friday with a uh, Kareem Hardison and, um, Kareem Hardison and, uh, God damn it. Hold on. I, I need to get my black card revoked for not knowing who the fuck. Uh, uh, God damn it. Kareem Harden, you said? Kareem Hardison from a different world. I need my black card revoked. I'm telling you. I need it taken away from me. This isn't right. Yes, Kadeem Hardison and Daryl M. Bell. What the fuck is wrong with me? Kadeem Hardison and Daryl M. Bell. Remember on the, you don't remember on a different world? It was on a different world together. No. Dwayne Wayne and his best friend. <laughs> I don't. Did he win? Yeah, I like Dwayne Wayne. Yeah, Dwayne Wayne and Dwayne Wayne and his best friend. Yo, um, yo, do you, do you have a butthole? Excuse me? Charlotte, do you have a butthole? Yeah, I got a butthole. Well, then this ad is for you. Talk to me. Breaking news. The biggest scam rocking the nation is toilet paper. If you got poo on your arm, would you wipe it off with dry paper? Or would you wash it with water, Charlemagne? Which one? That bidet, baby. That, that bidet. bidet. That, that bidet fire. Oh, you, ain't never, you, you don't know it, what man. it feels like to get that water squirted up your ass. Oh, it's the best, isn't it's it? It's the best, man. Fuck Spread all that. It's them really lips. the best. And then when you wipe, when you when you let that water, when you let that water hit your ass and then you wipe it and it's like <laughs> nothing on the toilet tissue. Oh, great A. It's just ready amazing. for the world. It's absolutely amazing. And for years, bidets have been available, but you know what? They've been hideously expensive, causing thousands of dollars, okay? The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessing bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for 79 bucks. That's it. It's an attachment. You don't have to buy a whole new toilet. You attach it to your existing 
toilet, okay? Save all that money on toilet paper. You know there's no toilet paper available during a pandemic. Well, you don't need it. You can go bidet and then air dry if you want, <laughs> okay? Spend some time in your phone texting, let that booty hole dry, and then take on the day. But what you do, okay, is you go right now, Hello Tushy bidet attachment. It comes with 60-day risk-free guarantee and 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y.com slash idiots. You get 10% off. There's a special offer for our listeners only. So go to hellotushy.com slash idiots, 10% off. Let's get back to the show. Do we have any church announcements? The announcements are a very important part of what we do in church. Oh, yo, I'm back on the road. Man, I'm, I'm back on the road. Let's go at theandrewshows.com. End of the month, I'll be in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Then we got a bunch more dates uh, coming as well. So just go to uh, theandrewshows.com. And uh, some a lot of those rescheduled dates that we had to cancel earlier in the year are popping up as well. Go to my website, theandrewshows.com. Kansas City, uh, it's limited room in these in these uh, comedy clubs and theaters. So make sure you just go get them tickets early. Um, yeah, again, theandrewshows.com. Kansas City. Uh, improv, I believe. It's Kansas City Improv in Kansas City, Missouri. I'll see you at the end of the month. All right? All right. Uh, shit you won't care about next week. Um, Dave Chappelle comedy special, 846. I wouldn't call it a comedy special. Um, and the reason I wouldn't call it a comedy special is because I don't think Dave was trying to be funny. I right. think that Dave wanted to vent. I think that Dave had some things that he wanted to get off his chest. Mm. Uh, he's not a social media user, so he's not on Instagram Live. Right. Um, he's not a, a huge interview guy. Like he's he'll do interviews, but he doesn't do them all the time. So he wasn't promoting anything. So he wasn't sitting down with anybody to have an interview. Right. He, he's not a podcast host, so he doesn't have a podcast. I think that Dave Chappelle wanted to get some shit off his chest, mm. and he he went to his platform, and his platform is that motherfucking stage. Yeah. In in his backyard, I, I'm assuming that was in Ohio, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So so he was home in his backyard, and he gathered some of his people around and he had a nice social distance show and I think he wanted to get some shit off his chest for 27 minutes. I didn't, I, I, that's, that's how I looked at it. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't sitting back like, Oh my God, that was brilliant because I know I've seen Dave Chappelle be brilliant. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think that the whole context of what he presented to people, I thought that was brilliant. You know what I mean? Cause I think it's dope not to run, to go do an interview. I think it's dope not to run to go do a podcast. I think it's dope not to get on Instagram and rant. I like the fact that he used his stage. I'm a radio personality. If I got something I really want to get off my chest, I'm on that radio every day. If I'm a comedian and I got some shit I want to get off my chest, even if it's not jokes, even if it's not funny, I'm going to get on that stage. Because you know why? That's what gives it the most impact. I don't yes. think a Dave Chappelle interview, I don't think a Dave Chappelle appearance on a podcast would have had the same impact as it being packaged as a Dave Chappelle comedy special. And I, and I, I would have, I would have, I would have called it a Dave Chappelle, uh, verbal scream of consciousness mm. word to Kanye West. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I would have called it a Dave Chappelle. That's what I call it. A Dave Chappelle verbal scream of consciousness. That's what that was to me. That's, that's a really interesting way to look at it because, uh, in terms of impact, because, 
you know, millions of people saw it online and maybe they wouldn't have seen it if it was an interview with The Breakfast Club or if it was an interview with you directly or if it was an interview with Rogan. Maybe it would have got a lot of views, but maybe not 20 million or whatever it did or 14, 15 million, et cetera. Um, and, you know, we were talking on the phone about this, or uh, I think it was a few days ago, because it's not a special. So you can't judge it as a special. People going, yo, no. it's not funny. It wasn't supposed to be funny. No. This is the most prolific comedian of alive today. In my opinion, he's the greatest comedian alive. Simple as that. Um, if you thought that this was his attempt to be funny, you're wrong. He knows how to be funny. Easily. He meant to deliver this. Absolutely. That being said, um, I know how prolific Dave Chappelle is. I know how brilliant he is. I don't think he even needs to make you laugh. He's so fucking smart and so genius in the way that he synthesizes information and crunches into these digestible morsels in a way that you never thought about before. He's literally a genius. I didn't think that there was anything he said that there was that profound in it. I'll be honest. Like I didn't think he was offering new perspective. Like when I watched it, I, I wasn't blown away with the thinking based on a Dave Chappelle expectation. Like to me, when I hear Dave Chappelle talk, I'm like, I'm about to hear some of the most brilliant shit I could have never thought of. Cause that's how genius he is. And then everything yeah. he thought he said pretty much maybe outside of like the Chris Dorner connection, Everything he said, I think that we've heard a lot of people say, and that's okay too. He's allowed to share those feelings and we're allowed to be excited by our hero expressing the same feelings we have. That's totally fine. But when I saw people exalting and going, this was the most genius thing I've ever seen. I was like, have you not seen Dave Chappelle? Because if you've seen Dave Chappelle and you're familiar with his work, you don't think that this is close to as profound as other things he said. I agree. I think there is something to um, being able how to capture how people feel. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that's what that's what artists do with music sometimes, right? Like sometimes a record comes out in a moment and it's like, damn, yo, he captured or she captured exactly how I felt. I think Dave's, the fact that we know Dave is so prolific, the fact that we know Dave can craft some of the, you know, most amazing, you know, thought thoughts in the world. I think the fact that he was up there so unrefined the mm. fact that he was so emotional, the fact that he didn't really have the answers, that he didn't have things figured out, that it, he did seem like it was a state of confusion. I, I think he captured how people felt. I think that's how a lot of people feel right now. I really do. I think, and I think it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like it makes you feel better when you see somebody who has it all figured out, not having it figured out. It gives you more space to be like, yeah, I am fucking confused. I gives you more space to yeah. be like, yeah, I am fucking angry. You know what I'm saying? It gives you the license to be that even more. I I, I think so. That's and, a um, that's a great way of looking at it. It's like with especially with music, because sometimes there's a song that don't have the best lyrics. Yeah. That don't have it doesn't even have the best beat. It doesn't even have the best production, but yeah. it captures how the fuck you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way. We in an era right now where we're stripping everything down to the basics. There what is no more. It? There is there is nothing refined about this moment. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing refined about this moment. So to see him up there with his notepad and just just going, yeah, I'm like, yeah, Dave. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I wasn't. Just, I, I was. I was highly entertained. You know, what I mean, I watched it once. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. But I was. I was when I saw it, I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he captured a. 
of the way I felt about a lot of things, you know? I mean, because, like, we, we've had those conversations. I had that con- that shit about Don Lemon or even talking about right. Le- LeBron over-exceeding expectations. Like, those are conversations that we were having here, right? you know? Yeah. Um, I, I was shocked. I was shocked at uh, him, him coming at Candace Owens. Um, only reason I was shocked is because that's a real... That's a real moon barks back at the dog moment. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not calling Candace a dog at all. I'm just saying that there's an analogy yeah. that, that talks about the moon and the dog. And it says when the dog barks at the moon, it's nothing. But when a moon barks back at the dog, it's news, right? Yeah. And so Dave Chappelle, first of all, Candace Owens is unstoppable. Unstoppable. And the reason I know she's unstoppable is because of the way she responded to what Dave Chappelle said. Mm. She said to Dave Chappelle... You, 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 you insert the clip, the Dave clip. I seen Candace Owens try to convince white America. Don't worry about it. He's a criminal anyway. I don't give a fuck what this nigga did. I don't care what this nigga did. I don't care if he personally kicked Candace Owens in her stinky pussy. I don't know if it stinks, but I imagine it does. And if I ever find out, I'll let you know for sure. I'll tell like Azealia Banks, I'll tell. Candace said in a tweet to every Democrat tweeting me the clip of Dave Chappelle insulting me. Mm. I'm not a leftist. I have a sense of humor and I think comedians should make fun of people. Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians of all time. And I made it on and I made it into one of his specials. That's power. She's absolutely fucking right. And then the next one, the follow up was even crazier. I don't have that one. Taylor he says, say it, it to there. my face. He said, say that yeah. shit to my face, though. With, with a laugh, right? <laughs> with a laugh, and, yeah. And, 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 and I don't know why I wrote about this in my book, Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Learn from me, right? Because I told y'all back in the day when I tweeted that stupid-ass tweet, when I was like, you know, who are the woke women of color that we can you know, empower and make a voice like Tommy mm-hmm. Lauren, right? When I said that dumb shit, right? Stupid, stupid, dumb of me to say, right? Because what I should have said is, who are the women and left Tommy out of it? Who are the women in this space that we can empower? Because all I was simply saying was we empower people with our hate. Mm. We get online and we talk about how much we don't like these people. And then the people that like them come on defending these folks. And next thing you know, you got this perfect storm of just whoever that person is. And you think you're hurting them, but you're not. So when you're somebody like Candace Owens, who's like a goddamn, she's like black, they got the Black Panther suit on. The more you hit her, she absorbs the energy and she gets stronger and stronger. Dave made her so fucking strong. Can't stop her, bro. (laughs) The only way, the only only way. Yeah, go, go, go. No, the only way you can stop a Candace Owens is to ignore her. Yes. Yes. But guess what? She's too good for you to ignore. Yeah. She knows how to antagonize you. <laughs> she bro. knows how to antagonize you. She knows how to agitate you. She knows what to say to get you going. Yeah. What's that shit? What what Will Pharrell say? I don't know what it is, but it gets the people going. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. that's she, yo, she she has that thing. And guess what? She puts it out there, and y'all keep giving it back to her. And Dave, Dave immortalized her. Straight yeah, up. It's, yeah, he, he did. He did. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You would like to see Dave because Dave has the intellect to chop her down. So you would like to see him chop her down. And then he just went with like a kind of easy joke about pussy pussy stinking. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know the thing with Candace is really interesting is because she doesn't have to be worried about being canceled because the side that's canceling her is not the side that pays her. You only got to be worried about being canceled by the people who pay you. Yo, you know what I mean? The side that's trying to cancel her is doing nothing but promoting her right. and marketing her. So they getting man, she's getting more money from the other side. Yes, man. And everybody loves a bad guy. So it's just like, yo, people root for the villain. So she's embraced yeah. that role. She's a villain to one side, a hero to the other. Well, she plays a really interesting part in the ecosystem because she plays, she is a character that's been exalted by the right to remove white people any uh, remove any of white people's guilt or responsibility for what's happened to black people and black America. Yeah, absolutely. That's her goal and that's her position. She might truly believe the things that she says, but the people that pay her are using her like a toy. Yeah, so they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, "Hey, yeah. white people don't don't want to feel bad about the black plight in America. So go we're going to give you some facts and you're going to take these facts and you're going to go tell Black America and white America that this is the real reason why black people are going through this, right? And the reason it's so effective is because the white people on the right that don't want to feel guilty go, oh, phew, it's not my fault. And then the 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 white people on the left can't call her out for her privilege because she's of minority status too. So the yeah, white people yeah, yeah, have yeah. to listen to her or else they're silencing a black woman. So the white people on the mm. left got to take her for her word, not her identity. If I said any of the shit that Candace said, they'd be like, shut up, you're a white male, you don't know shit. But since she's a black woman, they got to sit there patiently and listen. And then if these people on the left are not disciplined in their arguments, she'll eat them the fuck up. And that's the thing, right? What you said about Dave Chappelle, you know, like Dave Chappelle's an intellect, you know, he's articulate. Like he can, he could break the Candace Owens thing down in a much more like scientific way, right? Yeah. When you hit her with the steak pussy thing, her audience is like, that's the best you got for Candace? Yep. Because even if you don't agree with the things that she's saying, which, you know, like when you if you don't agree with the things that she's saying, you can't deny that she still has a, a, a something, she's some thought behind it. She's giving it some thought. Whether her facts are wrong, whether she's dead wrong, she's giving some, she's giving some thought to it and she's yep. able to, to articulate it in a in an yep. intellectually sounding way. Republicans and right-wing people will always have more sound arguments because they're arguing in a lot of times against progress, okay? So they'll always have more sound arguments because the thing they're arguing is harder. If you're saying affirmative action shouldn't happen, Mm -hmm. right? You better have some good fucking arguments as to why it shouldn't happen. I think, I think, I think, um, I, I, I think that you do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas I think it's left, like facts. It's facts versus feeling sometimes. Exactly. But, yep. But go go. If I'm a black person in America, yeah. If you're a a a, a, a white privileged person, you would never know how I feel. If you're a gay person, 100%. if you're a gay, if you're if, if you're any person that's ever been oppressed, marginalized, woman, gay, black, I don't care how many facts you as a white privileged man spit at me, yeah. you can't tell me how the fuck I feel because whether it's statistically or just my everyday life, I know what it is I go through. But here's the thing: 
what they do is they get someone that looks just like you to tell you how you feel. They, they, they tell me that that, that, that I'm bugging. Exactly, and that's why yeah, they yeah, got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The black sheriff from Wisconsin, wherever he's da- from. Yeah, uh, I forget. David something. David Clark, Whatever. I think. So they'll get some guy that looks like you to tell you you're wrong, right? You and know, he don't Demi- fuck with the right no more. Say again? He don't really fuck with the right no more. Look, I don't know where he is, but I yeah. understand. And again, I'm not saying these people are lying or insincere or inauthentic. What I'm saying is the people that promote them have a reason for promoting them. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, listen, I, I had somebody tell me verbatim, I'm not gonna put the executive's Slide name out there. Slide your computer a little bit that way, so you're in the middle. Oh, okay. for, yeah, it's better. That, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna put the executive's name out there, but I had somebody tell me that um, at Fox News, they will tell a black personality, "I'll make you a star." Oh yeah. If you're if you're willing to go MAGA, if you're willing to go MAGA, I'll make you a star. So, dude, a lot of these people just doing it for profit. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because yeah. they need the voices to quiet, right? And the Democrats do this too, but they don't do it with people of color. The Democrats do it with kids. Explain. So if there's a if there's a uh, an issue that's important to Democrats, they let kids argue it. For example, the environment is really important to Democrats. Who's the big environmentalist uh, person? Leonardo DiCaprio. Nope. Well, Greta Thunberg. Oh. Right? Gun rights. Uh, I don't even know get, who that is. Uh, Greta Thunberg is that Swedish chick that they sail all around the world and she's super like, uh, we got to take care of the environment, right? Okay. Uh, anti-gun people. You know, Democrats are very anti-gun. Who makes all the arguments for anti-gun stuff? The uh, Kids from Parkland. The Parkland kids. You have kids make your arguments because the philosophy is if you're telling a kid to shut up, then you're an asshole. So you're not going to look at the kid and tell him to shut up, especially if they're an actual victim of gun violence, right? Now, if you're a right-wing dude telling a kid to shut up, we're like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? How rude are you? You're a piece of shit. You always want to put the figure out there. It's a proxy war, right? You always want to put the figure out there that can't be argued effectively or shut down effectively by the other side. Well, I wonder, let's dissect that a little bit, right? I wonder yeah, if, um, I wonder if, 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 I don't think that's by design. I think that every... Every movement or every bit of change that has ever happened in this country has been led by young people. You know what I'm saying? And when you have the Parkland shooters who have been through what they've been through, they adopt that cause. You know, like every, like every, there's, there's not a movement in America that wasn't led by the youth. Martin Luther King wasn't young though. Like, yes, Malcolm he was. Not, he wasn't a kid. He was young as fuck. He was about, Martin Luther King died at what, 39? Son, that's not, Parkland yeah. kids are 16 years old. There's no, a difference between 16 and 39. Not now. Parkland kids got to be in their 20s. Probably older. Yeah, but they started see. becoming activists post-Parkland when they were still in high and, school. And Martin started young. That's my. That's what I'm saying. Martin, let me see how old Martin, Martin was. He was 39 when he died. Yeah, yeah he was 39, 39 when, when he died. died. So that's. But he started when like 25 or so. Like, no, he was younger than that. Even younger. There's a difference between being 25 years old and being a minor. And if you're using minors as, and please poke holes, by the way, but if you're using minors to uh, push out, you know, the narrative or your agenda, it's, you're doing it on purpose. You think that there's value in it. You think that this messaging can get across way better and way more effectively with younger people because less people will scrutinize them. They'll be like, oh, well, here's a well-intentioned kid trying to make change in the world. Instead of if you're 25 years old, they're like, well, your arguments aren't actually that sound and you're actually not making sense. Yeah, he started, they said he started around 1955. I don't, somebody do the math. But yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that a lot of these movements are started by 
the youth. So right. I, and I really don't think Democrats be having a choice. You know what I'm saying? I think that when you're a progressive and you're leaning towards the left, especially when they say that they went too far left, that's what these kids want. These kids want radical fucking change. And they don't feel like the moderates, Joe Bidens and Amy Klobuchar's, even the President Obama's are giving it to them. You know what's funny is that like the Democrat Party is this is the party of progress, is the party of change, is the party of youth. But every time I see Democrats, they're 100 years old. Nancy Pelosi is 200 years old. Chuck Schumer is 100 years old. Joe Biden is 1,000 years old. So it's it's like, how are you this? How are you the party of progress and change? Are you really the party of progress and change? Are you the party that likes to sell the idea of progress and change? No, it's disgusting. It's disgusting simply because after President Obama, the Democratic Party was supposed to get younger, blacker, browner, more diverse when it comes to gender. Like, yes, like I, I, I am, I, I am highly upset that we didn't get a, a, a woman president, you know, even if it was Hillary Clinton, I don't give a fuck. I just think that that would have, that would, that would have really shown how America was, was progressing. But boy, that black president scared the shit. Don't think for one second that black president didn't scare the shit out of both sides. All right. Both <laughs> just sides? A, it, yes. Hell yes. It was like, man, fuck that. Who is the oldest candidates we got? Run them. <laughs> Run them. Run those old horses, goddammit. Joe, get Joe the fuck out of there. Okay? Get Joe the fuck out there and get him going. We got to get old Joe going. We need old and white as the standard bearer in America. Yeah. All right? Fuck that. All right, let me see. Um, What else did I want to talk about? Yeah, we'll pay a little bills right here. You got another middle row? Okay. All right, we can take a break for a second. Uh, pay some bills. Charlotte, you got your hair coming in, right? You see me. Look at that. Oh, you okay. see me. At Monistat, okay. at Monistat 7 in Jamaican cast, the oil Tiffany Haddish told me to use. We out here. Yeah, see, what you need to do is get that, you got that hymns, bro. You got to get that hymns. You got to go to fourhims.com if you want that full head of hair. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com. Uh, you can start out with a free online visit. You go to forhims.com. Now, listen, they have prescription products. Uh, that are subject to doctor approval and they require an online consultation. But I'm telling you, you want that full head of hair. This works. I've been on the same active ingredients that's in hymns uh, for probably a decade right now. You see me, I got a beautiful full head of hair. And uh, let's be honest, ladies are shallow. Okay. Are you not? You like a full head of hair in your men? You do. Listen, it's okay. Okay. We like a full uh, titty of titty. <laughs> we like that as well. So um, you got to go to four hymns, guys. It's the number one cause of uh, aging, to be honest, in men. If a guy has a full head of hair, you're like, yo, he's aging well. And if he doesn't have a full head of hair, you're like, yo, he's aging poorly. So just go to fourhims.com, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash idiots. Okay? You do that. You go to fourhims.com slash idiots and you get that trial. All right. You see the website for full details, safety information. This could cost $100 if you went to the person or the doctor's office or a pharmacy, but it doesn't because you're going to fourhims.com slash idiots. Go get that right on now and you can try it with a free online visit. Remember that. You could start it out with a free online visit, fourhims.com slash idiots. Go check that out. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. I guess we can end. Um, uh, I guess we can do Ask an Idiot. You want to do Ask an Idiot? Yeah. Let's do Ask an Idiot. I kind of did the deep dive already, huh? Yeah. Taylor, you got any Ask an Idiot? Yeah. Um, you guys didn't want to talk about like T-Mobile going out or Chris Rock with the braids? Nothing? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No, we don't. Or the B. Simone? No? Okay. No. All right. Nah. Well, 
Why don't we uh talk, for, why don't we do Ask an Idiot? Okay. So for Ask an Idiot, this goes to Casper Revenge. Casper's Revenge. What's the most disgusting thing you've learned about Hollywood? The most disgusting thing that you've learned about Hollywood. Um, that's interesting, Charlotte. That's a good question. I mean, honestly, I haven't yeah. I haven't learned anything disgusting unless you want to call the fact that you just have a bunch of culturally clueless people in these executive positions. That's pretty disgusting. You know what I mean? But I don't even give a fuck about that anymore because everybody is taking their destiny in their own hands. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I love, and I'm on record. I, I love what Andrew Schultz does. I love what Amanda Seals does. I love what Lil Duval does. I love, you know, seeing people make their own independent films and movies. I love what the read is built with their podcast. Like there is nothing that you can't create on your motherfucking own. And then guess what happens? These companies want to do JVs. Meaning joint, <laughs> meaning joint ventures, okay? Yeah, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with doing that joint venture. But when you do a joint venture, you're an owner now. You yes. know what I'm saying? You got equity in your shit. You a boss. You know, you at the table as a, a CEO and a, a founder. So I don't, you know, think anything is disgusting about Hollywood other than the fact that they just have a bunch of culturally clueless people in these boardrooms. I haven't seen um all of the stuff that, YouTube and Worldstar have been telling me for years. I haven't seen no goats get sacrificed. I haven't seen anybody eat a baby sandwich. Okay. Uh, you know, I haven't had seen anybody had to bust their asshole open for a roll. You know what I mean? I haven't seen any of that. Those Illuminati rituals y'all have talked about. So, yeah. Uh, I think he said it perfectly, man. Nothing I can, uh, <laughs> nothing I can say to top that. Absolutely. Um, This goes for both of you guys too. For, I Z the King. Um, what is your greatest mistake? Ooh, that's an interesting one. What is your greatest mistake? Charlotte, what is your greatest mistake? Career wise, life wise? I've made so many of them. I don't know. I don't I don't know hmm. which one is my greatest. Um, I do like that phrasing though. I like the phrasing of uh Greatest mistakes, because I don't like to say what are my worst mistakes. I like to say greatest mistakes because I really do feel like mistakes make you greater. Yeah. So I think when you make great mistakes, you know, um, you become a greater person. You become a greater individual. You know, it just teaches you how to bounce back from certain things or you learn from certain mistakes and it just makes you a better person. You know, so I welcome right. I welcome all my mistakes, all of them. I love I I, I embrace them, actually. Yeah, it's a really it's a really tricky question because like if you accept that good and bad things happen and that they're not necessarily good or bad, they just this is just life and that's just what this is what it is. Um it's what you do about those mistakes and I'm happy where I am. So all those mistakes led me to this point right here and I'm happy where I am right here. So it's hard for me to go, man, I wish I didn't do that because if I didn't do that, maybe I wouldn't be here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's it's really tough. What there's a difference between uh oh, we were talking about this. We were breaking this down. Al, remember we were having that conversation? It was like it was like the difference between like regret and um there's another word that's kind of like regret. Like remorse. Yeah, regret and remorse, where it's like, if you're not happy where you are in life, you have regrets. If you are happy where you are, you have like Maybe remorse. like remorse or like embarrassment. You're like, ah, man, that was really embarrassing that I did that. But for whatever reason, I got here and I'm really happy here. So mm -hmm. I don't have regrets. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I don't I'm have. Just yeah, I'm with this you. Whole no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I don't have. I don't have regrets. I do have remorse. Meaning, like, I have remorse just for being successful because <laughs> so many people from where I'm from aren't. Yeah, you feel so, guilty. Yeah, about so many whatever, people yeah. that I grew up with, so many people that I love, you know, they 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 they're not. So it's like yeah. for me, like I, I I do have that survival's remorse. Shit, I got remorse now. Um. Over jazz, over jazz fly. You know what I mean? I was listening yeah. to Bishop T.D. Jakes. I was watching Bishop T.D. Jakes this weekend, man. And he wasn't even talking about death. And he had this bar that kind of just put me in a better place. Play, play, play that clip, Taylor. I want you to insert this clip. Perhaps we will go no further. Perhaps we will not make the journey. Perhaps we will not go on. Because the secret of mourning is this. Whenever people are weeping, always remember, they think they are weeping for who they lost. But in reality, they are weeping for themselves. There's a part of mourning that is laced with self-pity. Why could you do this to me? Why did you take her away from me? Why did you let this happen to me? Mourning always is laced with self-pity. It has a tinge of selfishness. And if you want to pull it out by the root, you have to recognize that part of our weeping is for ourselves and not for who we lost. Because in many, many cases, who we lost is through with suffering and agony and pain. And we wanted them to stay with us, even if it hurt them. And then they left us and we are mourning. But basically, he was just saying how when you're mourning over somebody, a lot of it is self-pity with a tinge of selfishness mm. because you're saying why would that person leave me mm. you know or why why would that person i don't know if he said do that to me but it basically you're was making like, it you know, about it's, yourself it's, it's, about, it's making it yes. about you right but the reality is that person is not in pain anymore you know what i'm saying the reality is that person is is in a better place you know whatever hurt that person was experiencing that person is not feeling that yeah. anymore, as far as we know, as far yeah. as we know, right? So, yeah, like you know, like so, yes, that's that. You ha you have that. You have that. You have that remorse, like you know, especially when something when somebody is dealing with something that's out of their control. Yeah, you I know? think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's like you still feel remorse. You still feel still like feel embarrassment over things. But if you're happy where you are, it's hard for you to feel regret because yeah. you know that those events in a weird way led you here. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Rest in peace, yeah, Jazz. Too. Her, her, her funeral is um her service is on her her going away service is uh June twenty seventh. That's actually my daughter's mm. born day. My oldest daughter's born day. Her her home going service is June twenty seventh. Salute to her mother and her father and her sister and her brother. Last week was yeah. rough. The the boy of the weekend was rough. I didn't I didn't I didn't get any good sleep until. Monday night, mm. Monday night and last night I slept well. Friday I couldn't, I didn't even get up to go to Breakfast Club. Friday I was like, man, fuck this shit. I canceled everything. I was supposed to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with somebody Friday. I canceled that. I was supposed to do Aaron Burnett CNN Friday. I canceled mm. that. Like, I didn't want to do nothing this weekend. Like I was really, 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 really out yeah. of it. And this weekend I feel a little bit better. You know, like talking to her mom and talking to her dad. You know, and and. You know, they, they, of course, they got their ups and they got their downs. But when they feel good, it makes me feel a yep. little bit better. But just what Bishop T.D. Jake said Sunday, 
it really hit home because, you know, Jasmine was dealing with something that was totally out of her control. Yep. And it's it's nothing you can do about yep. that. You know, when when not on you. Like I said last it's not on you. Like I said last week on the podcast, when your brain is your greatest gift and it can also be your yep. greatest curse. Yeah. And when 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 that when that goes out of whack, Tough. ain't no blowing on it like a Nintendo nope. cartridge and getting it back the way it nope. needs to be. Ain't that a fact? So, so take care of your brains, yeah, everybody, man. Maybe that's a good yeah, maybe that's man. a good uh place to wrap this up. Yeah. Invest in your mental goddamn mm-hmm. wealth. Rest in peace, Jasmine Waters. R.I.P. Um, yeah, that's it, man. All right, brother. Take you us good? out, man. Yo, 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 yo. As always, if you listen to this podcast and you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. If you think we're just a couple idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace.